Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL podcast. We're going to do a short today on the Kansas City Chiefs. A lot of you guys have been asking about this one. Highly anticipated. A lot of thoughts on Kansas City. And I feel like when we look back at the history of the Chiefs, this sounds dramatic, but uh, this will be a very pivotal time in Chiefs history. This offseason. Maybe I'm looking too much into it, but... I feel like it's a very well-coached team, a very competitive team, that not only because of the quarterback, but a lot of it, kind of, has hit their head on the ceiling of playoffs, one win the playoffs or so, would need a Denver Broncos of 2015 perfect storm to get where they need to be with Alex Smith and the way they play offense. And they know this, and Smith is now up in age. And I feel like this offseason, free agency, the draft, and part of it's because they they were cap-stricken, and that's a reason Macklin's no longer with the team, which is interesting. But I feel like they're going to try to do a very difficult thing, which is stay competitive for now, for the present, while building for the future to hopefully become more competitive, you know, to, to be a true, true contender year in and year out. And of course that a lot of that has to do with, well, what's Mahomes gonna be? Of course. I mean, of course. I love Mahomes though. I mean to me he was clearly the best quarterback in this draft. I think Reed can do wonders with him. Um and I think that they're building this team very much in you know, around him as opposed to Smith. You know, if all their weapons are big play down the field guys, um and this offseason, what I was trying to get at before is they didn't really do anything this offseason to get better now. I mean, they obviously franchised the future and the present in some ways to go up and get Mahomes in the draft. But even Caspignon, the second-round pick, project. You know, I mean, he's a next-year guy. Um, Hunt will help now. I mean, the third-round pick. But free agency, I mean, they kept some of their own and things, but they didn't go out and do a ton. They moved on from Macklin. You know, that's not a win-now move. Um, so I think they're, let's be a good team, see what happens. But really, and we're not going to tell anybody this, but we're really interested in 2018, 2019, maybe 2025. You know, I mean, if Mahomes hits... And Brady and Roethlisberger are on their way out. This could be the next juggernaut. You know, I mean, we might be talking eight years from now as, man, Mahomes and Reed together are fantastic. Not Brady Belichick, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, they could be the AFC powerhouse. And so it's a really interesting method of team building for now while teetering on the fence for tomorrow. And, oh, by the way, they move on from their GM just recently, too. You know, I mean... Two big moves with this organization, releasing Macklin and moving on from their GM post-draft, you know, with a time of year when hardly anything's happening. So 
that's what I think overall the Chiefs. Um, very difficult schedule, very difficult division too. So uh, I don't see them as a major contender. Uh, playoffs certainly are not out of the question. But let's kind of go through this a little bit. I mean, to me, Smith is what he is. Um, it would be a mistake if Mahomes gets in the game at any point this year. A true redshirt season for him is very much in the cards and should be in the cards. I, I don't think this is a situation like Chicago where all of a sudden they're going to be 1-6 and, and everyone's clamoring for the first-round pick. And they got a better chance to be 6-1 and one than 1-6. One um, so Smith's going to lead the parade, but I think he's like a $17 million cap hit next year. I mean... You could certainly see why, hey, let's, you know, tread water with our cap this year, move on from Alex next year, use that money and build around Patrick. That, to me, makes a lot of sense. Uh, The combination of Ware and Hunt in the backfield, I think, is fine. Um, There's a lot of buzz around Hunt, but I think that's selling Ware a little bit short. I think he's a quality player, probably better as a rotation high-end two, low-end one type guy. I don't know that Hunt will ever be a high-end one, but he's maybe a little more talented than Ware. I would think as the season goes on, Hunt gets more of the pie, but basically they split it for much of the year. Hunt will probably sooner than later develop into the better receiver. Speaking of receiver, we know Macklin is gone. That seems to imply that, boy, they're going to put a ton on Tyreek Hill's plate. Maybe. But I pumped the brakes on that a little. I mean, I think his role will expand from last year. I think he's a foundational player in the passing game and the offense overall. But I also look at third-round pick Conley. Fourth-round pick Demarcus Robinson, especially Demarcus Robinson. Well, both those two. Robinson would have been a second-round pick all day long if if he was clean off the field and there weren't character concerns. Maybe even a late first. So that's easy to sleep on. Didn't do anything in his rookie year. But Demarcus Robinson and Conley are legit receiver talents. Um, they also have J.U. Chess in a fourth-round pick, too. So I think it's easy to say, boy, this is going to be the Tyreek and Kelsey show as a receiving tandem. I'm not so sure of that. And again, that's with eyes on 2018. You know, if, if Conley and Robinson and Chesson, two of those three develop throughout the course of the year, and Hill remains a wild-card joker um, Deshaun Jackson or Percy Harbin, you know, and not a featured guy, but a dangerous complimentary piece. You know, now you're talking because Kelsey's going to be the straw that stirs a drink. Um, I very much think he's a star. Uh, I think he's in you know, a baby Gronk or call him whatever you want, but he's to me the second best tight end in the league and a great player. And he's going to get targets and he's going to be the foundation. The line's good. Um, Schwartz and Fisher are a quality pair. I like Morse at center, and overall that group's reasonably young. Uh, They like Devaney Tardif quite a bit, and he's gotten much, much better of late, and they invested in him. I'm fine there. I'm a little surprised they didn't do more, and it's hard, obviously, when you're cap-stricken and you trade up from the first round. Uh, I thought that their biggest need going into the offseason was one more guard. But you can live with it if, you know, if Erringer's your guard, um, okay. You know, Fulton can play. Um, I think ideally you'd love to use an early round pick there and make the line a real strength, especially around a young quarterback going forward. But this this offense should be fun for the, the now, too. On defense... I like swapping out Logan and, and Poe. I, I think Logan provides a little bit more 
um, in passing situations, but similar quality of player, cheaper. I mean, it's a, a good quality move. Um, Pose played an awful lot of snaps already in his career. I wonder if you know if he's starting to decline. Chris Jones to me is a star in the making. Um, maybe you don't know who he is. He's a top ten type talent that fell to the early second round because of some laziness and some up and down. Uh, it's not atypical of immensely talented big defensive lineman. Thought he was really good as a rookie. I think he can be a star. Casmino um, again, I think is basically a, a redshirt guy. You got Jarvis Jenkins. You got Alan Bailey. You got Nunez Rochez. You, uh, you know, so the D line's okay. You know, Logan and Jones are the best two, I think, in my opinion. I'm interested to see where Bailey is. The edge players have a chance to be great. Um, it's been a while since we've seen the unbelievably great Justin Houston, but I still think that's in him. Um, Hollie's declining, but if he's your third guy slash rotational guy, you can get a lot out of him. D Ford put up really good numbers, and I think he's ascending. I don't think he'll ever be Hollie or Houston in their prime. A little more finesse than I like, but, you know, this is a heck of a group of outside linebackers and potentially a, you know, game changer. I really worry about the inside linebackers. You know, Ramick Wilson's okay. You know, two-down guy, he's fine. Uh, they use a fifth-round pick on a guy. But Derek Johnson, you know, I mean, he came out of school when I was with the Browns. That was a long time ago. And coming off injury, where's the every-down linebacker? I, I think line, their second level is a real weakness. Even if Johnson returns to full form, which I think is a long shot, I still am worried there. I mean, it wouldn't, you know, the, it wouldn't surprise me if that's something they try to do next offseason is enforce that situation. I'm a little worried about the secondary because they do like to play an awful lot of defensive backs. Obvious star power with Marcus Peters and Eric Berry. And I like Peters enough to say that uh, this time next year we might be saying he's the best corner in the league. You know what I mean? He's on that path. He's superstar. Very slightly overrated. I know people, that's like blasphemy because, you know, he uh, is off the field things and he's easy to root for. And, and he's a great player. I did safety ranks. I think he's like my fourth or fifth safety in the league. I just don't know that he's Troy Polamalu Ed Reed, you know, and people seem to lump him in that type of category. Very, very good player. He's a pro bowler, obviously. I mean, I'm not ripping on him. Ron Parker, Philip Gaines, Steven Nelson, uh, Sorensen. Okay, you know, I'm fine with that crew. Mitchell, Mitchell played quite a bit at the end of last year. I wish there was one more guy, one more guy. You know, I mean, I'm not saying you have to have Peters and Barry level, but if you're going to play a lot of five and six defensive backs, I I would have loved to seen their number three defensive back, whatever position it is, a heavy, strong safety, a nickel, whatever, be a little bit higher quality, you know, so, but that's, you know, I'm picking nits here. I mean, overall, especially with that pass rush, I mean, if Jones on the interior and the edge guys they have, I'm sure the secondary will be more than fine. Plus, they're big-time ball hawks. I think they can create quite a few turnovers. Really interesting team that I think is in transition, but still trying to win. You know, I mean, they're not scrapping anything, that's for sure, nor should they. And it's a fine line. I'm really interested to see how this works out. So, okay, that's going to do it. Napa know how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99 cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies there's a bag they just have to check out. 
Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 31